Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, comparing the management of ADHD to managing addictions. And with us in our virtual studio is uh, Dr. Ari Tuckman. We're going to get into the content of the show, but first, a few announcements. Uh, real quickly, everybody, this is ADHD Awareness Month, and we're trying to make you aware uh, we spent a lot of time on our content of our shows for this particular month, and we're delving into some topics I think that are a little bit unique to kind of create some awareness. Uh, real quickly, the 2019 Annual International Conference on ADHD is around the corner. It's November the 7th through the 9th in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's a spectacular event. Um, if you're anywhere close to Philadelphia, D.C., New York, Boston, um, it's really not that difficult to get there. It's your opportunity to go and uh, – and be with your tribe to learn a lot and to mingle. Uh, we, we're proud of our content on Attention Talk Radio, uh, and you can get great content at these, sometimes even better content. But the biggest reason you go is to be with the people, the tribe, ask the question, and get immersed in the experience. You can sign up for the conference by going to chadd.com. Um, also, our show tonight is being brought to you by CHAD, that's Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And uh, in celebration, we're offering um, – Free copies of Attention Magazine, two of them to be exact. All you need to do is listen to our show. Uh, we'll be sharing a secret word a couple times in the show. Write it down. Listen to another show. Write a second keyword down and email us. Our email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and when we receive that, I'll fire it off to Chad. They will send you a current edition of uh, Attention Magazine and a next, next copy in a PDF format when um, it is released. Um, our show tonight is being brought to you by Chad. We have a tip, um, actually a promo for the conference that we're going to run, and then we'll get into the media show. So here we go. Join Chad at the 2019 Annual International Conference on ADHD in Philadelphia, November 7 to 9. Where else can you learn the latest tools, treatments, and strategies to help manage ADHD? Share insights with old and new friends and take home new ideas and action plans to help you or your child thrive with ADHD. Register today at chad.org. Thanks again, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Um, we, uh, we're a big believer that uh, if you're, you're a listener of ours, we would uh, we think that you could benefit from being a member or donating. Um, it's important to um, have Chad be on a strong financial footing because they advocate for us. Um, there's a lot of great member benefits if you sign up. Uh, learn more about them today by going to chadd.org. Okay. Uh, I want to get into the show. Our, these shows this month are actually pre-recorded, so we could get the, the, the content uh, down pat and line straight. So we are going to roll the tape. Hopefully you'll uh, gain some awareness and um, hope you enjoy the show. Dr. Ari Tuckman is a clinical psychologist who specializes in diagnosing and treating children, teens, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He is the author of four books, including his newest one, ADHD After Dark, Better Sex Life, Better Relationships. He's a frequent speaker and has given more than 350 presentations on ADHD and other topics. He has over 100 episodes 
and more than 2 million downloads of his More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. He's the former member of the National Board of CHAD and their current chair uh, for their conference. More information is available at adultadhdbook.com. So Ari, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again. All right, everybody, this is ADHD Awareness Month, and uh, we are, we're having a great time. We've got a series of uh, shows that we've been doing. Uh, last week, we did a show just to kind of like, what would it be like to look at ADHD as if it were a dopamine addiction? And uh, today, I really want to kind of talk about just using addiction as a metaphor to see if some people can see ADHD a little bit differently and maybe find a way to compare it. And, you know, Ari, it's been fascinating to me because I've actually coached a bunch of people with ADHD that are uh, been sober because uh, they were addicted to alcohol or other different substances at different times. And it's always fascinating to me about that process of addiction. Number one is you have to, if you're an alcoholic, you got to, number one, you go and say, I'm an alcoholic. First of it is the admitting that that's the issue. But what's been interesting to me is to notice that um, it doesn't go away. It's an everyday struggle. They go to AA meetings and they, they write, they do prayer, they do different types of things, which is kind of funny because it sounds a lot like mindfulness to me to try to keep that kind of top of mind. And we know with ADHD, you've got to be a little bit mindful because you have to kind of pause and think about what you're doing. Thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, it, dealing with a, a substance abuse addiction, it's not like getting over a cold, you know, or taking an antibiotic for a stomach bug and then, you know, four days later you feel better. I mean, it's, it's very much an ongoing thing. And managing ADHD, same deal, very much an ongoing kind of a thing. And, and, you know, it's, there's, we talked about, we talk a lot about mindfulness and, and that, but there's other side of it on the addiction side is actually you really don't even want to be tempted by things because if you're tempted, there's a greater probability that you're going to fall off the wagon. And, you know, a lot of times, I, I think for earlier shows, we've talked about sometimes you really just, if you're going to manage yourself, you really want to manage your environment so that you're not tempted. So like think about an alcoholic, they really don't want to go into the bar because they don't really, it's easier it's easier not to have to say no than actually be there to say no. Thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so folks in 12-step programs talk about people, places, and things. So if you're trying not to drink, let's say, don't hang out with the people you used to drink with. Don't go to the places that you used to drink and don't do the things. So, like, I don't know, if you're in a bowling league and you, you know, drank a lot there, probably going bowling may not be the best thing to do in the beginning of your sobriety. But, you know, I use these analogies a lot with my ADHD clients that, you know, if you put yourself next to tempting distractions, you know, not substances, let's say, but it could be other things that distract you from doing the stuff that you need to do, you're more likely to be distracted by. You're more likely to get pulled off and then go do that. Um, so, you know, just as folks who want to stay away from alcohol do better when there's more space between them and alcohol, people who have ADHD do better when there's more space between them and whatever the other, you know, distractions or yep. temptations might be. It's funny. I was, I remember vividly coaching a kid in college and one day he wanted coaching because he didn't go to class. He hadn't been going to class. 
And I was, I, we had talked enough through the process, but I, I asked him, I said, you know, tell me what happened today. He said, well, I woke up and I said, you know, what'd you do? He said, I played Xbox. I said, you know, if I'm not mistaken, isn't the Xbox on the floor next to your bed? And he goes, yeah. I said, so you woke up, you planned your feet. And by the way, last week we did a show talking about what, what would it be like to look at ADHD as a dopamine addiction. And I said, you know, it's kind of funny because you wake up, the first thing is you got, got crack cocaine sitting right at your feet, and you're supposed to say no and go did it. And, and you know, he jumped, basically he got on it and went the whole day. And I was talking to him about this, and I said, you know, I don't really know what would it be like if you took the, the Xbox across campus to your friends and put it at their house, and there was kind of some silence. And I remember sitting there saying, you know, hey, dude, I just I just, I want to acknowledge I'm feeling the fur on the back of your neck stand on end. Hmm. And and it was funny because intuitively I said that, and he goes, uh, uh, yeah. And (laughs) anyway, the the subject changed. I'm not an addiction specialist, but I just really was the awareness of it. And a week later he came back and he actually said, you know, I never really admitted to anybody that that's, it's, it's hard to me. And so Mm -hmm. it was fascinating because as a coach, just to receive, again, I'm not an addiction specialist. I'm just trying to help with the ADD. But the, you know, I, I bet it's probably pretty difficult for you to actually think about taking this somewhere else. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a coach. I don't tell anybody what to do. I just say, that looks like it would be hard to me. It looks like it would be hard to me. Finally, after about six weeks, he finally took it and took it somewhere else. And it revolutionized his ability to kind of get to class. And it was fascinating because we go back to um, – ADHD, if, it, if, it, if you do look at it as a dopamine addiction, or if we're just looking at it and managing like the two, those temptations are very, very difficult. Another story I'll tell is this coaching a, a guy who uh, was in Manhattan, and he was, having, he was playing games on his phone, and we talked about taking him off of his phone so he wasn't tempted. And one day he calls me up, and he says, I really got a problem. And I said, what? He said, I almost – I probably would have been dead yesterday. And he described it. He had actually put the games back on his phone, and he's walking across Third Avenue playing these games. Uh, and apparently, a cab slammed on its brakes and literally was about three inches from him. And he was oblivious walking into the street because he couldn't get his mind off these games. It, this is powerful stuff. And again, this notion that managing ADHD with these temptations is not an easy thing to do. Absolutely not. You know, and I think. What was so great about this example with a college kid when you suggested that he put the video game somewhere else, like that is a totally reasonable thing to say. And yet that was the moment of truth. You know, was this guy actually motivated in doing more schoolwork and less Xbox? You know, and up to that point, he could say, of course I am. I mean, my actions don't actually support that idea, but like between you and me, yeah, I'm definitely motivated in doing well in college. You know, so when you actually made him sort of put his money where his mouth is, so to speak, the truth came out, which is that he wasn't really, like he had not yet decided that he wanted to let it go. Um, And, you know, there's this thing, I did this presentation once that Chad called, what are your favorite lies? And, you know, the idea is it's all those little lies that we tell ourselves. Oh, I'll just take, I'll just do this for a minute. This will only take a minute. Or I don't have to write that down. I'll remember it. Or I'll just, you know what? I'll just do it tomorrow. Knowing damn well that like, you're not going to be more interested tomorrow than you are right now. Um, So, you know, part of this 
you know, this sort of analogy then to addictions is people who get themselves into trouble with relapsing, they tell themselves these little lies. Oh, I've been sober for a month. I can go back to that bar. I'm really just there to see my friends. Oh, and also, by the way, the burgers are really good. The burgers, that's the reason yep. why I'm going there. Oh, as long as I'm here, I mean, I can have one beer. Like, you know, one beer is yep. not going to kill me, right? And then you, they have one, and then they have nine more after it, right? So, but it's kind of the same thing with folks with ADHD. And I see this, like, a lot with my teenagers where they're like, oh, I can do my homework with my cell phone there. It doesn't distract me. You know, and they're yep. kind of lying to themselves a little bit and somewhat they don't recognize how much time they spend. But then you ask their parents and they're like, holy crap, he is always on his freaking phone. Like he is yep. never actually doing homework. So, you know, it's those little lies that we tell ourselves because we want to keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, that is very much the same with an addiction, despite the fact yeah. that one of the definitions of an addiction is, repeated behavior despite negative consequences. And that very much applies to our ADHD folks as well. Um, but there's sometimes some ambivalence for some of our folks to actually really do the hard things that are required in order to make it different. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, if you'll bear with us a second, we need to go commercial break. I wanna come back and talk about this in a little bit more detail um, and really get into the lies we tell ourselves. Our secret word tonight is comparing. Again, our secret word tonight is comparing. Please check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Dr. Ari Tuckman during ADHD Awareness Month. We're having a great conversation, uh, trying to look at ADHD in a different way, to really understand it in a, in a different way, understand the complexities of it. 
uh, before the break, we were really kind of talking about uh, um, ADHD and comparing to kind of addictions. And Ari, uh, I do remember your presentation on uh, favorite lies. Um, I'll call it rationalization is the same thing. So I, I, I can't help but tell the story. So I'm, I'm coaching a professional. And one day they come in and they want some coaching because uh, they're, they're struggling with sleep. And in, in, in that inquiry, it's, you know, they're, they're up watching TV till two or three or four o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, you know, what would it be like if we, you know, took the TV out of your bedroom? Because when you're laying down, you're watching interesting things and the brain won't stop and you're not getting any sleep. Like you're, you're not getting up in the morning because you're sleep deprived. And so we negotiated this thing, and so they decided that they were going to take the remote control out of the bedroom. Okay, fine. If you want to do that, we'll give that a shot. But in the back of my mind, I'm kind of questioning. Two months later, I get a phone call. Again, it's another coaching session. They want coaching because they're not getting into work until like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Now, this is a business owner. Um, it's really, really important, and they want me coaching on sleep issues. And as I inquire about this, I find out the remote had made it back into the bedroom. And I'm like, so we did this before. What would it be like if we actually got the TV out of the room? And the response I got would be that would be too large of a negative impact on my quality of life. And I'm sitting <laughs> here going, you want me to coach you because you're not getting into work until late morning. And you're up to watching TV till three o'clock in the morning, and to take the TV out would be too much of a negative impact. And literally, Ari, I'm mirroring this back to them. Back, I'm not saying. I'm just saying this is what you're saying. And they said yes, emphatically. And I'm just like, oh my god. And the thing about it is, a couple like a month later, we, we got through it. They came back and they finally took it out of the room. And I said, you know, here's the problem. What's going to show up? <laughs> well, Hulu showed up on their phone. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Anyway, the thing about it is, is I, I talk about comparing his addiction is that the primitive brain, that reptilian brain, that dopamine-seeking brain wants that to come in, and it, it can't help itself. And again, we go back to just sometimes putting a lens on this as an addiction. You can begin to see that the brain is actually lying to itself to get what it wants, and it's telling stories. I mean, you've done the thing on lies. I've done the thing on rationalizations. You can begin to see how this kind of makes some sense. And so the idea is to really bring awareness to people out there because ADHD, managing I mean, it's difficult. And so, again, that makes some sense in terms of you telling yourself lies that you know you're not going to do just to get – just to rationalize doing it, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that – you know, so I think that this is a really great – example it would be too big of an impact so you know maybe it would be maybe when they're watching tv in bed at 9 or 10 p.m it's okay you know where it's a problem is when it's 2 or 3 a.m so my thought then would be well if you the client can self-regulate and set the limits then maybe you could keep it in your room on the other hand, if that too often doesn't happen, then I think you have a choice to make about which of these two goals is more important, getting to work earlier or having, you know, the benefits of having the TV in your room. But it seems to me that those two are mutually incompatible in the same way of someone who, you know, if they can have a couple drinks and leave it at that, great. They can keep having those couple of drinks. On the other hand, if you're the kind of person for whom one or two drinks 
too often, maybe not every time, but too often becomes a lot more drinks, then I don't know. It may be that you're not cut out, at least at this moment in your life, to be someone who has one or two drinks. So, um, you know, so it's that thing of, you know, I think the challenge for folks with ADHD, and this is sort of similar to folks who have addiction issues, is that it's that kind of losing track of time that probably this person doesn't start out at, I don't know, I'll just make up something, at 10 p.m. saying, you know, I think I'm going to watch, I don't know, like four hours and then go to bed at two. Like, I'm sure that's never the plan going in. I'm sure the plan is I'll watch yep. like an hour or two and then I'll go to bed. But the issue is they lose track of time because of ADHD stuff and maybe a little bit of like, I'm going to allow myself to not pay that much attention to the time or I'm going to certainly notice the time and then I'm going to pretend that I don't know what time it is kind of stuff, you know, like yep. I'm going to pretend I'm not taking a second chocolate chip cookie, you know, kind of thing. Um, yep. So, you know, it's that thing of like kind of allowing it to happen um, and not sort of being clear about, not being able to notice that there it has been an hour or two. So maybe you need to set an alarm. Maybe you set the TV on a timer. Maybe you, I don't know, don't start a movie, you know, because if it's like I'll watch for an hour and then I'll watch the second half tomorrow, like, I don't know, maybe, yeah. but probably not. Or it's a series you really love. Like, are you really going to watch one episode and then not watch the next, you know? So it's like going in with a bit of insight and setting yourself up for success. Yeah, so I want to talk about this a little. Actually, I want to talk about this. I said, let's, let's go to break a little bit earlier because I want to come back because being aware because you're allowing it to happen. I want to have a conversation with Ari about that concept. Like sometimes I'm not even so sure people are aware that they're allowing it to happen. They're telling a story to themselves. So everybody, we're going to go to a break. The secret word tonight is comparing. Again, please check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. We'll be right back after this message. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an EDGE coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dick Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Everybody, we're having a great conversation here with Dr. Ari Tuckman 
Uh, last week we did a show talking about what it'd be like to look at ADHD as a dopamine addiction, and today we're comparing managing ADHD and managing addictions. And before the break, we were talking about you know the awareness of allowing it to happen, and I can't help myself, but there's a great quote from uh, Rick Green at Totally ADD. He says, many ADDers are poor at self-observation, which they find surprising because they're poor at self-observation. And <laughs> It's it's an interesting thing. So I got I told the story of the TV, and I got to tell you another. I've got another professional that I'm coaching like later in the afternoon that had come out of um, marijuana addiction twice, and I'm coaching them, and you know we're working our way through some ADHD issues, and then one day I kind of go, excuse me, just I'm just curious, are you high right now? And they said, well, yeah, I am, and I said, wow. And they said, yeah, I really don't like it. And I said, I mean, they literally said that. I go, oh, my God, really? I bet you somebody's got a gun to your head. They're forcing you to do this. Like, how many people are standing around? I mean, you must be suffering. I mean, should we end this call? And I was just going on. And they were going, well, you know, really, my roommate's got it, and it's here all the time. And all of a sudden, I got this whole stream of, like, they have dogs and driving and rent and all this stuff. And I said, you know, okay, but I, I gotta tell you, I'm really, I'm suffering for you. Like the pain and agony that you must be going through having to smoke marijuana every day against your will. And this went on for like about two weeks, um, I guess three coaching sessions. And then finally it just hit them and said, Oh my God, I guess I smoke it. Cause I like it. I go, wow, I could have had a V8. And Actually, it was, a, it was an aha moment because that then they checked themselves in the rehab, which is the first time they did it voluntarily. But my point in the story is is that I'm sitting there saying, you must be suffering through this. And, and it, they finally said, well, I guess I do it because I like it. I'm like, well, yeah, that's the elephant in the room. And my point really this is, is I think some people with ADHD are not even aware of the awareness. There's so much on autopilot. And Dr. Barkley, I love how he talks about think of the – you have the automatic brain and the thinking brain, and the thinking brain is very effortful. It's got to step in and override it, and we've told two stories already about people like if this is impacting – I'm getting there late. I can't take the TV out. It's negatively impacting my life, and oh, I actually like – I don't like smoking marijuana. Again, stories that they're telling themselves, and I think they believed it when they were saying it, but they didn't – they couldn't step out of themselves. So this is a little bit of an issue. Uh, in coaching people, because I know as a coach, I don't tell them anything, but it's helping them begin to step back and see it. I'm sure you've experienced this before, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I mean, the thing about it is folks with ADHD and folks with addiction you know, get a lot of judgmental sorts of, you know, comments. You know, why did you spend so long yep. on Facebook rather than working on our taxes or whatever? Um, so, you know, it's easy for them to then feel guilty about it, to feel like there's something wrong with them, to try to cover up and minimize what they're really doing. And, you know, I think that when people do something because they feel pushed by somebody else to do it, it's not as motivating, it's not as effective in the end as if they themselves decide to do it. And I think that, you know, part of what you do and part of what I do is, just sort of helping people see what they're doing, you know, and I can't be overly invested in what they do or in a particular response because then it changes the dynamic and then they're doing it for me 
or they're not doing it because I'm the one pushing them. But it's just helping them decide what it is that they want to do, what's important to them, and, you know, where, what are the things that don't work together? You know, so like having Candy Crush on my cell phone and getting a bunch of stuff done, sadly, those two things don't coexist. So I need to perhaps make a choice between them. Yep. So we're at a, we have another show since it's ADHD Awareness Month. Our final show is uh, going to be next week. We're going to be talking about understanding the get it, the aha, the um, I understand, the actual making of that choice. Um, but not to tip off that show, um, I, I do think that the purpose of today's show was really to compare ADHD and addiction so that we really began to see how difficult it is. And we've covered a lot of material because addiction is an issue of self-regulation. ADHD is an issue of self-regulation. We can talk about how addicts don't really want to tempt themselves. You know, at the beginning of it, you talked about you know people, places, and things. You talked about the kid with the Xbox. You know, he doesn't want to be tempted by himself. So, a, you don't want to tempt yourself. But when you're in it, now mindfulness comes in. How do you become aware of yourself and put it down? You take the games on your your phone. How do you catch yourself when you take them off, and not put them back on again? How do you remove all those temptations so that you're not subjected to go do that? And so again. I hope that our listening audience has become aware that this is really, really – ADHD is not a simple thing. Addiction is serious, and ADHD is serious, and there's a little bit of a parallel here, and this gave you a lens to help think about ADHD and management. That was really our goal. So uh, before we close this one out and get ready for the next show, any last thoughts, Dr. Uh, Tuckman? Yeah, my first thought my, – yeah, my last thought here is you know, we know there's a big overlap between ADHD and addictions, that folks with ADHD – are more likely to have trouble with substance abuse and addictions. And also conversely, you know, a higher than average percentage of people in, you know, substance abuse treatment programs also have ADHD. And that if you struggle with one or, or both of these, or if you struggle with both of these, you know, I think it's, I'm a big proponent of treating and managing ADHD as a foundation for proper treatment of substance abuse. And I think that some of the programs, I'm gonna go off on a personal rant here, but you know, some of the treatment programs or court mandated programs that require folks on, with ADHD, valid diagnosis, valid prescription, to not be on their stimulant medication during treatment, I think are basically hobbling these clients yes. from being able to be most successful in the substance abuse treatment program. It's well-intentioned, but it's completely misguided, and I don't think the science supports it. So, you know, right. I'm a big proponent of folks with ADHD being treated fully and appropriately, especially if they're in a substance abuse treatment program, because there's so much on the line there. Absolutely. Reminds me of a show we did with Dr. Uh, uh, David Teplin many, many, many years ago. Um, if somebody comes in looking, um, they think they might have ADHD, he screens them for ADHD, and he automatically screens them for substance abuse. If they come to his office and they're looking to see, uh, check out if they got a substance abuse problem, he automatically screens them for ADHD just because there's such a high correlation between yeah. the two of them. So yeah. um, just, just a fun fact. So anyway, uh, Dr. Tuckman, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Everyone, our secret word tonight is comparing. Again, our secret word tonight is comparing. And uh, check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. With that, catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.